This is the Wild Crime Report for Monday, the 29th of January, 2024. I'm wildlife investigator Matt Durrant, and I hope you're enjoying these weekly updates. There's a lot going on in the world. War, protests, growing division between and within countries, more elections this year that you can poke a hot stick at, and of course, all the commentary and bullshit that goes along with it. But somewhere within all that noise, the world of wildlife crime continues to bubble away. So here's your little snapshot of what's been happening around the world this last week. In Singapore two Fridays ago, a South African national, Gamadi Thimboso Joel, was sentenced to two years imprisonment for smuggling 34.7 kilograms of rhino horn into Singapore from South Africa. This punishment is Singapore's highest on record for wildlife smuggling, and any conviction should always be welcomed and acknowledged. There is always an unfortunate pattern of sluggish or even unsuccessful prosecutions in rhino horn cases. Thankfully, Singapore, the country still remembered for the caning of an American teenager who spray-painted some cars back in the 1990s, well, they still don't stuff around. Joel had been picked up back at Changi Airport in October of 2022 while transiting in Singapore after sniffer dogs had detected the rhino horns in his baggage. Interestingly, he was destined for Laos, which has for a long time been part of a common rhino horn supply route. Laos has both small pockets of consumer demand due to its history of wildlife trading and Chinese influence, but it's also a common transit country to the key nearby rhino horn markets of Vietnam and, of course, China. There is no doubt that Joel was not acting alone, so... Whether his accomplices in either South Africa or Laos are in the firing line or not has not been made public. But you certainly hope they are. And as I will probably say more than once on this podcast, couriers are not kingpins. With that said, it's a victory for wildlife investigators, prosecutors and conservationists fighting for the future of rhinos. It's also a reminder that this illegal trade still persists, mainly as a luxury goods commodity, be it a piece of rhino horn jewellery or unique carved trinket, but also for the demand from traditional Chinese medicine, or TCM. Convictions like this at least provide some sort of reminder to the would-be traffickers out there that in time, you can be caught and you can do jail. Just one last point. The original report of Joel's arrest in 2022 was that the seized rhino horn had an estimated value of 895,000 US dollars, which if you value it out per kilogram, comes to around, well, over 25,000 US dollars per kilo. Let me say this, if you're a trader and you are spending that amount of money for horn either in Africa or as a wholesaler in Asia, you're a complete sucker. Note to listeners, always take the illegal commodity figures of seizures provided by law enforcement press releases with a truck full of salt. Now, imagine this movie mashup. The Lion King meets The Hangover 2. Well, something like that kind of happened when footage of a lion cub chilling in the back of a Bentley that was cruising the streets of Thailand's tourist hotspot Pattaya emerged on social media last week. The viral sensation fortunately caught the attention of authorities and a Thai woman, who is the cub's owner, was charged by the Royal Thai Police. 
She was charged under Thailand's Wild Animal Conservation and Protection Act 2019 for possession of the lion cub without the required permit. So if she'd had correct documentation, she probably would have been okay, and it would just be the driver of the Bentley who would be getting punished for bringing a controlled wild animal into a public place. As it stands, the driver is reported to be a Sri Lankan national and has been promptly deported from Thailand. This story reminded me of the popular Netflix show, The Tiger King, in the sense that while people were both shocked and compelled to watch the outlandish people who keep and flaunt their wild animal pets, there's a lot of us that also can't help but get giddy at the sight of a furry and cute cub, which is the big ugly trap that keeps the illegal trade in big cats flowing. This lion cub was purchased from a supplier in Thailand with no official documentation, which would suggest it was sourced from an illegal breeder who sold it out the back gate of some semi-legal zoo or sanctuary, possibly not even in Thailand. Case in point, just in the last week, in the central Vietnamese province of Quang Tri, a 42-year-old Vietnamese man was apprehended after a dramatic car and foot chase on the main highway. The man was transporting a 235-kilogram adult tiger that was being held in an iron cage on the back of the vehicle. He admitted to police that he was transporting the tiger from one province to another, most likely as part of an illegal movement between many of Vietnam's illegal captive tiger breeding facilities. Arresting police confiscated the tiger, the car, and two mobile phones found on the suspect, meaning that they will have ample opportunities to conduct forensic examinations of those handsets, possibly identify an entire criminal network. Let's hope that happens. So it's worth reminding people, whenever the next video comes out of a cute and cuddly lion or tiger cub being paraded around in public, or even posing for photos and public petting at a quasi-zoo or sideshow, that somewhere out there is quite likely a childless mother who is contained in a small enclosure, or possibly even restricted for movement in a very small steel cage. They belong in the wild and they certainly deserve better than being a trophy for some rich prick in a luxury car. Now let's talk tortoises. In a dishes state in eastern India, police intercepted a truck carrying 398 live tortoises and arrested four suspects. The cargo was crammed into 22 large sacks and bundled into the back of a lorry that was stopped and searched by officers after reportedly receiving a tip-off. Thank you, Joe or Jane Citizen, whoever you are. Now, there is very little other information in relation to this case, and local police are reportedly initiating an investigation to identify the smuggling network. The city of Motu, where this occurred, is inland and very far away from the big cities of Chennai and Kolkata. So if these tortoises were destined for the international market, they still had a long journey to go which, fortunately, they are no longer going to be subjected to. I will add, no specifics were given in the press reporting on the exact species seized, and the photos available in news reports did show species that I kind of thought resembled river turtles or terrapins, rather than tortoises. But for now, that's here nor there. Over in Argentina, and wildlife police also intercepted a vehicle in the dead of night, This one was carrying 155 blue-fronted Amazon parrots, which were being trafficked in a vehicle concealed in cages. 
wooden boxes and styrofoam containers. Blue-fronted parrots are just one of a number of bird species that are known for their ability to talk and are thus sought after on the exotic pet market. One suspect, the driver of this car, was arrested in relation to this. However, no further details have been provided at this time. Other than the name of the police operation, which was fairly aptly and maybe unimaginatively named Operation Parrot Nest. I'll be endeavouring to try and cover more wildlife news from Latin America as it happens, given it's a region that is a massive hub for the trafficking in all sorts of species, from wildlife, marine species and even timber. And probably it sometimes slips under the radar in many English-speaking news reports. And staying in the Americas, last week, a report came out that a Canadian defendant from Manitoba called Jeffrey Ross was fined a total of 20000 Canadian dollars after pleading guilty to offences under wildlife protection legislation in Canada earlier this month. Ross had been involved in trafficking animal parts from wolves and cougars, both of which are protected via their Appendix 2 listing on the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species, or CITES. In addition to the fine, Ross is also not allowed to trade in any wild animal species or their derivative parts for three years. He was charged as part of a federal operation called Operation Northern Fur. Good name. Northern Fur was a joint operation between the countries of Canada and the USA. More specifically, the Environmental Investigation Agencies, Environment and Climate Change Canada, and the United States Fish and Wildlife Service. Transnational crime, getting the transnational response, which is the way to do it. And that is the Wild Crime Report for this week. I hope you're sharing these reports amongst your various networks. I'll endeavour to give you some of the links for today's stories later this week via Substack, so you can get some more detail on them. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Wild Crime Report via Substack, so you can get these sorts of updates. I'm looking at ways in which we can make this channel even more informative and interesting for all of you. So please give us a follow and a like, restock or share. That would be much appreciated too. I'm Matt Durrant. Until next time, stay wild and keep the animals there too.